Brilliant. Thank you, Dom. Thank you, Robin. This morning's been a great time already. Um, as Dom introduced, and Robin said as well, my name's Sam, uh, and today we're going to be coming together to learn about what it means for God to be holy. You may have guessed that's the topic of the morning. It's come up again and again, which is great. Um, so we're going to learn about that. What does it mean to have a holy God? Maybe you don't believe it. Maybe you think I'm talking absolute rubbish, or maybe you don't even believe there's a God. I'm going to challenge you this morning. Stay tuned and uh, listen to what I'm saying. And if you disagree, feel free. But I just really want you to switch on with what, you're, with, um, what I'm talking about today and just listen to what I'm saying. It'd be great if you could do that. If you're new this morning, I just want to extend a welcome to you as well as I come to talk to you. It's so great to have you uh, watching us and listening to us on YouTube. It's wonderful that you've joined us. Um, so I just want to extend my welcome to you in that as well. But to start, I'm going to tell you a little bit of story about something, a story about something that happened in my life. Um, some of you will like this, some of you won't, but I am an Arsenal fan. I've been an Arsenal fan all my life, since probably about three I've been an Arsenal fan. I am today. We're playing Tottenham today, so it's very exciting. And uh, so growing up, I was a big Arsenal fan. I, I loved the players. They were like heroes to me. And uh, one day, my mum and dad came to see me and said, Sam, uh, we found out that David Seaman, who um, if you, some of you, if you don't know, was an England goalie and Arsenal goalie. He is uh, going to be at a, like a guest at a sports convention at the Barbican Centre in London. I lived in North East London at the time, so it was quite easy for us to get to. My dad was at work, uh, but my mum said she would take us. I was probably about eight, and my brother would have been about six. So uh, I remember the day. I was really excited to get into it. And then on the day, I woke up really early. I was like, yes, I'm meeting David Seaman today. Well, I, I, I didn't know if I was going to meet him, if I'm honest. I just knew I'd be in the same place as him, as him. And I was really excited just about being in the same place as him. And then... Uh, I got up early, as I said, and I, I found my Arsenal goalkeeper's top because I thought he's an Arsenal goalie. Maybe he will see me and want to talk to me because I'm what I'm wearing. And so I put on my Arsenal goalkeeper's top. My brother, who's a Liverpool fan, put on a Liverpool shirt, which is a little bit cheeky when you meet an Arsenal, an Arsenal player. And um, we got on the train together. And I remember the train journey, and I was just super excited on the train journey as well, up to the Barbican Centre. On the tube, I just I was like, ah, oh, yes. And you know what? London tubes, like you don't talk. Um, but I was really excited. I was so excited about being in the same place as David Seaman. I got there. We arrived and we signed in. Um, she had to, and they said there's a chance to meet David Seaman. And all you had to do was enter your name. That's all you had to do is enter your name into this ballot. And if you, if you got drawn out, you got to meet him. And I was so excited. You got to take a penalty against him as well. Could you imagine taking a penalty against the England goalie? I was so excited. So the day went on and it got to about one o'clock when the draw was and they were. Um, they had big tannoys that would announce it and I was really excited I thought I might win I might win I might win the names came out there was about four names I didn't win I remember being heartbroken I remember thinking but he's my hero I surely surely I can meet him surely surely there's a chance to meet David Seaman but I didn't win and at that point there was nothing I could do there was not they were not going to do a redraw or a revote or whatever it was done. It was sealed. There was nothing I could do. There was nothing I could do to meet David Seaman. I'm going to leave this story. It was impossible for me. He was set apart. There was no way. But I'm going to leave the story there for a minute and I'll come back to it later on. But you might be wondering why on earth, when we talk about God's holiness, am I telling you a story about David Seaman? Now, let's be clear. I am not saying that David Seaman is God. I am not saying that David Seaman is holy. 
but I'm going to draw some comparisons between myself and David, as if he's my best friend, myself and David Seaman, and, my, and myself and God. So first of all, what is God's holiness? We've said about it loads today. And I don't know about you, you might be thinking, is it even in the Bible? I promise you there's many references to God's holiness in the Bible. I'll just pick one up for the beginning. Isaiah 43, verse 15, I'm just going to read it to you. Uh, I am the Lord, your holy one, the creator of Israel, your king. God declares that he is holy. It's not something that we've just made up or it's not something you've kind of read somewhere. God himself declares that he is holy. So that's a great place to start is knowing that he is holy. But what does it even mean? Well, number one, other thing I put to you, it means that he is perfect. It means he doesn't get anything wrong. He's God. He's perfect. Nothing. There's not anything, not even a hint of sin. That means anything against God. That means anything you could do wrong. Um, let's think about that. Let's think what that could be. You might, you might be thinking big things like murder. Like, I don't know, you might be thinking uh, stealing. Down to the little things of lying or treating someone horribly. There is not even that, even the smallest aspect of that in God. There's none of it. He is perfect. He is holy. Isn't that amazing? That's what our God is perfect and holy. The one true living God that we're talking about this morning is perfect. Now, you might be thinking, even as I say that, well, have you seen my life? And I want to put to you this morning that God is not the one that is putting anything wrong in your life. He loves you and he cares for you. And he is perfect. In fact, uh, there is a verse in, uh, in, in Matthew that says, Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. We can take assurance that he is perfect. So number one of holiness is God doesn't get anything wrong. He's perfect. Number two is he's set apart. And you might be thinking, what does that even mean to be set apart? Surely that's a bad thing that... He's, he's over there somewhere and you can't get to you can't get to him. Well, it's a little bit like me and David Seaman, really, isn't it? Like he David Seaman, there was no way of me getting to David Seaman. I could do nothing to get there. I could do absolutely nothing at all. And that's kind of in one way what God's like is that he's so perfect and so set apart that I can you can't really do anything to get there because he is just different to me. I'm going to put it to you this morning that I am not God. And I, I think you're probably, those of you who know me will know I'm definitely not God. God is God. And he's set apart. But that doesn't mean he doesn't care about your life. That doesn't mean he intervenes for your life. He just means that he is so perfect that we have to do stuff like to even get near him, remotely near him. In fact, in the, in the Old Testament, there's a verse that says this. Give the following instructions to the entire community of Israel. You must be holy because I am holy, the Lord your God. So what does God do when he realizes, that when he, he's always known that when we are, he's set apart because he's so holy, what, what did we do? He says, here's his instructions. I love you so much. I want you to be able to get to me. So if you follow these rules, you can come close to me. But I don't know about you. When I hear a rule, I often break it and muck it up and go, oh, you know what? I've messed up that rule really badly. 
So there's these rules in place and still we muck it up. We can't get to God in, in this perfect relationship. We can be around him because he loves us and, he, and he's so gracious towards us, but we can't be holy like him. We can't. We just can't. It sounds really harsh, doesn't it? But it's not. Could you imagine the most perfect being of all time, God himself? I would feel ashamed to stand in front of him as imperfect. But I'm going to tell you that's not where the story ends, so listen up for the rest of the story. I know um, it's really exciting, the rest of it as well. The third thing is that God is different to us. Now, you might have already guessed that. If he's perfect and I'm not perfect, there is a big difference there. But it's beyond that. Let's go back to my story of David Seaman. I am not a celebrity in the slightest. I might be on YouTube now, but I'm not a celebrity. If I walk down the street, people don't go, oh, it's Sam. Well, can I have your autograph? Can I, can I have a faux selfie with you? And all these things. That, that's not what it's like. Whereas David Seaman, if he was to walk down the road, um, I guess so now, especially at the time when I met him, he would have been like inundated with people wanting autographs and photos and things like that. We're different. And that's like us and God. God is different to us. I'm not put to you, it's good that God is different to us, that God is God and we are man, as in mankind. I don't know about you, but could you imagine if God was like me? And he ran the whole universe. I would muck it up in a moment. Not even literally a thought in it, but you are. The whole world has fallen apart. God is perfect. He is holy. He runs the whole of the universe and everything in the most perfect, holy way because of who he is. So God is holy. So we're going to come back to that story about David Seaman. So remember that what we've done so far, we've heard that God is holy. And I've given you a few ideas. But I want you to switch on and carry on with us as we go through the next part of my story about David Seaman. So uh, after this draw, and I was still very upset, my mum was like, it's okay, we can watch him on the rooftop as he's doing this, uh, the, the penalty shootout with the, with the people who won. So my mum was like, let's go this way. So we started walking and uh, we saw this corridor that took a, a quick route. It's like a shortcut to the roof. Uh, but there was a security guard at it, and we're like, oh, we're probably not going to get through. But my mum, she took us, and we, we walked up to it. We knew it was a short way, and the security guard was like, yeah, go through. It's fine. So we went down this corridor, and we hear this bit of noise behind us. And we turn around, and there is David Seaman coming down the same corridor as us. And they, uh, the security guard has let them, David Seaman through and his bodyguards and stuff. And everyone else is kind of blocked off, but he is coming down this corridor. I had a little moment of panic and uh, was like, oh no, I'm actually gonna, I might actually meet him. This is so exciting. I kind of froze. I felt nervous and excited all at the same time. I don't know if you've been in that situation where you, you're about to meet someone you really, really see as a hero. You're like, oh, every emotion in the world is going on in your body. So as he approaches, um, I'm literally stopped there frozen. I thought, I can I ask him for an autograph? It's okay. So he comes up to me like, can I have an autograph, please? And I'm thinking he could easily just walk past me or, or quickly sign it and move on. But he didn't do that. He stopped. He signed my autograph book. He had a photo of me and my brother. He talked to us. He laughed with us. He had this amazing conversation with us and made fun of that. My brother was wearing a Liverpool shirt, as I said. And he, and he was like, oh, you're not going to win anything this year. I kind of remember that part of the conversation. And it was really good. 
it was it was just, it was just this amazing time where I felt loved and accepted by this person who was different to me, who was a celebrity. As I said, he spoke and spent time. I wasn't rejected as I could have been. That did not happen. And I want to read a, a quick passage. I've got, only got about a few minutes left. I want to read a quick passage from Isaiah where we see something very similar happen with, with, with us and God. In Isaiah 6, it says this, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him stood the seraphim. Each had six wings, two with two he covered his face, and with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. And one called to the other and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of your glory. And the foundations of the threshold shook at the voice of him who, who called. And the house was filled with smoke. And I said, woe is me, for I am lost. and I am a man of unclean lips. And I dwell amongst the people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the king, the Lord of hosts. Then a seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a burning coal that had been taken with tongs from the altar. And he touched my mouth and said, behold, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away and your sin is atoned for. So what is our response to God's holiness? Number one is to understand, just as Isaiah did, that we are unclean. We are not holy. We're not holy. We're not perfect. And Isaiah stood there and said, I can't. How can I even be around you? You're that perfect. You're that perfect. How can I stand near you? That's the first response, is to understand our position. The second response, when we look at the angels in that, it says seraphim, but they're like angels, and then they, they're surrounding the throne and they're singing, holy, holy, holy. And Don read the same kind of verse from the end of the book, because they sing for eternity, how holy is God? And Andrew Wilson in the preach um, that I love said, it's like, he kind of imagines it, like they're circling around the throne and they catch a glimpse of God and they're like, Wow, holy, holy, holy is this God. And then they go to the, they kind of circle again. They go, wow, how holy, holy, holy is this God. Wow, holy, holy, holy are you, God. Wow, how perfect you are. Wow, how amazing you are. Wow, how you don't get anything wrong. It's like they're circling. And God calls us to do the same. It's to go, wow, how holy are you, God. Wow, you get nothing wrong. Wow, you are perfect. And you love me. So we have the same, we should have the same response to the angels. We should be constantly amazed by how holy God is and just say, God, I am unclean. I get things wrong. But you are perfect and I'm going to praise you. Now I'm going to tell you, I said I'll finish with the most amazing end of that story earlier on. And we're coming into finish now. As, as we saw with Isaiah, a piece of coal touched his lip and the angel declared that he was clean. It was without sin and guilt. They were forgiven. Now, that was a, a representation of what was to come. You might have heard about Jesus. Um, I hope you have. And he came. He is God and he came to earth and he died on a cross for you. He took away your sin. He, 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 we, we, took, we heard at Easter, you learn about it. He went on the cross and he said, it is finished because he took all our sin away and he died. And then he rose again in glory and now he's in heaven, which is really exciting. If you want to know more about that, please contact the church. 
I personally would love to talk to you about the resurrection of Jesus. And he said that it is finished. If you believe in me, all your sin is forgiven, just like the, the picture we saw in Isaiah. And it's not, it goes beyond that. And just like our story with my story with David Seaman, it didn't finish there. This unapproachable God who was so perfect and I'm so unperfect is now fully approachable and fully in relationship with me because I'm covered by the blood of Jesus. I've become, I've been made righteous. I've become holy. It says in the Bible, be holy because I am holy. I've read that verse already. And God says we are, we are called holy because we're forgiven. We are forgiven because of the blood of Jesus and what Jesus did on the cross. Now, if you're a Christian and you're listening to this, that should excite you and go, wow, that has happened to me. If you're not a Christian this morning and you're hearing me saying, and you, either you're like, I don't believe that, or you've got a few questions, oh, please contact us. Please investigate. Please ask God to show you his holiness and show you what forgiveness he offers. And yes, one more thing again, just like our story. David Seymour stopped, talked, laughed, spent time with me. God, what does God do? He stops. He spends time with me all day, every day. And he offers that to you. And he cares about me. He loves me. He loves it when I'm laughing with him. He loves it when I'm sad with him. This holy, perfect God makes me holy, not because anything I could do. I couldn't get into that corridor. The security guard had to let me free. Not because anything I could do, but because of what Jesus did for me. Because of what Jesus did. And now I have a relationship with him. And he spends time with me, happy times and sad times. He's always there, the holy, perfect God. So to finish, I've got two things for you to remember. Number one, God is holy. You might have guessed that, but that was going to be my first point anyway. Remember that God is perfect. He's, he's different to me. He's different to you. God is holy. He's perfect. That's so amazing. We should be amazed by him and worship him and praise him. And the second thing is if you don't know God, if you don't call Jesus your saviour, he is welcoming you into a relationship. I said about what he did on the cross. And you are loved and forgiven. Just believe in him. If you want to know more about that, Dom is going to give an email address at the end. And we're going to, um, we're going to have an email address at the end. And we're going to have the time to respond to that now. And Dom's going to lead us in that um, because he's welcoming you into a relationship. So remember that God is holy. And if you don't know him, he's welcoming you into a relationship with him.